to Better Together and As We podcast for future reference. As We, as in A-S-W-E, stands for the Alzheimer's Society of Windsor-Nessex County. This podcast will feature engaging conversations with guests ranging from community leaders to care partners and persons living with dementia to raise awareness about this disease. You're listening to Better Together and As We podcast, and this is our third episode. My name is Cindy Keogh, and I'm joined today by Janet Menard and her daughter, Mary. Um, Janet is the care partner to her husband, Tom. Thank you for joining me today, Janet. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> so today, Janet and I will be discussing her care partner journey. Um, we're going to start off by just a few interesting facts about yourself, how you and Tom met, um, how you okay. became involved with the Alzheimer's Society. Uh, well, Tom and I met on September the 29th. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> um, 1961 in my cousin's driveway um i was actually entering a convent and i was visiting and um my cousin asked me to come out and meet her sister's boyfriend who just happened to be tom yeah and to make a long story short i never made it back to the convent um we got married the following may the 5th 1962 and started raising a family, which consists of four boys and three girls um, who we love dearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mary, Mary, where do you stand in the in the brother and sister? I am the second youngest. The second youngest. From all of them. Yeah, but yeah. I'm the baby girl. We had, uh, we had five children. Mm -hmm. I was basically 25. And I was the mother of five kids under the age of five, three in diapers, two on the bottle, oh my no twins. <laughs> um, and then 10 years later, Mary came along. Mm -hmm. And then three, year, three and a half years after Mary, Christopher came along. So it was like two families almost. Yeah, so you and had a little break in between there. Yes, a much needed break, I might add. <laughs> definitely a much needed break but by the time Mary and Christopher came along um we were seasoned and we were you know like the, the other five kids had pretty much mellowed us mm -hmm. so Mary and Christopher got the best of the best oh that's awesome I know I see always see Mary with you hi Tom oh. how are you it's nice seeing you yep and this is my reason for living yep Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Tom>. <laughs> right now, I can honestly and truthfully say every breath I take is for him. Yep. Oh, Tom. <laughs> See, I know we, <laughs> we featured your story in the um, holiday matching gift campaign. Um, and a quote that everyone um, has always remembered in that interview I did um, in of you in that story was every breath I take is for Tom. Or he is mm -hmm. the reason I breathe, something along that line. And everyone yep. chokes up every time they read that. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. He's an amazing man. He always has been. He's very gentle. He's very docile. He'd give you the shirt off his back but he can change on a dime. <laughs> Look at him. Especially, especially now, he can change on a dime. 
and that. So it's a good thing that I had all those years to learn his quirks and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. So, but never in a million years would have I, would have, I have ever thought dementia was in our future. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Janet, when was Tom diagnosed with um, dementia? He was actually um, diagnosed with Lewy body dementia in 2015. Mm -hmm. um, there were signs before that, that the doctors, you know, felt that he had dementia. Mm -hmm. And I tried to make excuses for them. But then I became his, his eyes when we were in the car. Um, I became his ears because um, he was he was going through stop signs and red lights and he had tunnel vision. So I could no longer enjoy a car ride. I had to watch for everything and anything, you know, that would have gotten us into an accident or whatever. And I finally realized that he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. But it took them officially diagnosing him in 2015 with Louis body. Now for people that are listening to you right now, um, can you just tell the, the listeners a little bit about Lewy body dementia? It, um, it's as everybody is aware, it's a progressive disease. There is no cure for it. Um, it uh, steals a little bit of him away every day. And uh, I would say right now he's in, the last stages of the disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he sleeps a lot. Out of a 24 hour period, he probably sleeps 19 hours. Um, he's starting now where he's not eating. Sometimes I have to feed him. He's choking on his food. He's choking on his liquids. Um, he's hallucinating more than he has ever before. Um, he's not, you know, like, even when he's awake, it's like he's not awake. It's like he's sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. And that he remembers nothing. Um, I, 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 I don't know, you know, like what else to say. Yeah, you know, like the other, some of the things, Cindy, are terrifying. They're terrifying to watch. Like the other night, he um, he woke up at 10 to 12, and I thought he was going to go to the bathroom because I always leave a light on. Mm -hmm. And instead, he walked around to the foot of the bed. I was able to see him in the shadows. He went over to our nightstand, which was in front of our bedroom window. It's no longer there now. We live seven stories up, and I had the window open a little bit, and I saw him push my plant over. And I jumped out of bed and, you know, got to him and I tried to stop him, but there was no stopping him. He climbed up on the nightstand on his knees, used the window frame to pull himself up to a standing position. I hurried on and shut the window because he was pushing on the screen. Had the, the window been opened a little more, he was using the screen to balance himself. He would have 
gone through the screen seven stories up. And he's never done that before, right? No, usually he'll climb on the dining room table. He'll climb on the vanity in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. um, he'll try climbing up on his walker, um, but we're always right there to stop him, you know, and try to get him to come back to reality. But it's getting harder and harder and harder. The, the episodes are lasting longer. I'm fine, I'm having fun. How cool is it? They smile. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, he, um, he's afraid all the time. The other night I had called Carolyn, my other daughter who lives here in the building mm -hmm. um, at 10 to three because I couldn't keep him in the apartment any longer. He was becoming very agitated and he wanted to leave because he could see people on our balcony. Mm -hmm. And he was angry because I couldn't see them and I wouldn't get dressed so that we could hurry on and get out of the apartment before they broke through. And, you know, um, yeah, it's just, it's horrible things that are happening now, but they're happening I don't even get a chance to make it back from the one thing when something else happens. And it's very, um, emotionally, physically, mentally, it's just, yeah, it's definitely draining. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it's, I feel like I'm losing my mind. And that, you know, so I have to go to a good place, you know, mm -hmm. which for me is my faith. I have to just, I can just spend two minutes in a, in a good place, just looking at a picture, you know, or something like that. It just seems to just, yeah, good. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> you know, but seriously, it's the hardest thing in the world. And what breaks my heart, and Tom and I, we, we pray for all the people that are suffering from dementia and their caregivers, because like I tell him, Tom, you are not the only person going through this. I'm not the only person going through this. Mm -hmm. There's people all over the city, all over the world that are going through what you're going through right now. And it breaks my heart because I know what it's got to be doing to them. Mm -hmm. It's got to be doing to their families, you know, and I like it's it breaks my heart what it's doing to him, you know, and he doesn't even realize it. Thank God <laughs> he forgets, you know, he forgets everything. Well, just looking at him, he, he looks like he's just so full of warmth and love. Mm -hmm. Right, Tom? Yeah. Yes, he, he is. I can yeah, feel it is. off of you, Tom. Yeah. So He's a I'm, good person. So, so Tom, did you have um, a virtual day program today with Whitney? No, no. Uh, well, he should have and he could have, but mm, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> And he hasn't been able to go to his daybreak because he's been um, 
uh, battling pneumonia. Mm -hmm. He's had two bouts of pneumonia. He's been on um, antibiotics and prednisone and, you know, to try and get him over it. But that's the other thing with the Lewy body mm -hmm. is the pneumonia. Yeah. It's uh, probably, yeah. So prior to the pneumonia diagnosis, um, how many days a week was he going to the daybreak program? Well, right now he was only able to go the one day, mm -hmm. but before the lockdown, pre yeah, pre-COVID, yeah. he was going three days a week and he was so looking forward to it and, you know, and it was doing so much for him and that, but now with, you know, with the lockdown and not being able to go anywhere, then he was going once a week mm -hmm. and um, at uh, Huron Lodge and, um then he ended up with the pneumonia, so we haven't even been able to take him to that. And now, for the last, what, month and a half, he's sleeping all yeah. the time. Like, he's, he's like a zombie now. every night, that's where I go. Yeah, like, he, you know, he's awake. Believe it or not, he's awake all night, but he's not awake. During the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, he, he sleeps all day long. And honest to goodness, Cindy, when he's awake, I don't think he's really awake mm -hmm. because he's not aware of what he's doing. You know, like we've had to, two hours Saturday, Saturday, he was between the doors down in the lobby and we were trying to get him to come back up here because it was pouring down rain. Yeah. But he had to, he, he was bound and determined he was leaving. We tried to tell him we were in a lockdown and we couldn't go anywhere. But he was convinced the police had given him special permission. And he was trying to get permission from the police for other people to be able to go out. Then Mary told him she would take him down to the parking garage and go and meet the police officer. Well, he accused Mary of trying to get him into the parking garage so she could lock him in. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he always listens to her and does whatever. I did get him to find it. <laughs> yeah, after about two and a half hours. Yeah. But I'm sure everybody in the apartment building that was on the lobby channel yeah. were watching everything that was going on down there, you know, but there was no, Breaking. no. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't listen to us. You couldn't reason with him. We, it was a conspiracy. We were all trying to, you know, and it just, it rips your heart out to, you know, this isn't him. This is not the way it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. See, the thing with the dementia is it's different every single day. Every day. Yeah. I never know what's coming. I, you know, we can't go anywhere. Um, he, he, um, yeah. Janet, what have you been doing for yourself um, during COVID and, and being his main caregiver? What have you been doing That's for yourself? That's what I've been doing. Nothing. Nothing else? Absolutely nothing. No. No. Because before, before COVID, yep. when he would go to the daybreak, mm -hmm. I would take grocery shopping. We would go if, you know, she wanted to go to Giant Tiger or Walmart. We would go and get that stuff done. Um, I would make hair appointments for those days so that we could get our hair done. Mm -hmm. um, 
unfortunately with having I mean even just days where I'd say oh, hey why don't we just go sit in the apartment and you know she'd come up we'd watch something a movie or whatever on tv just something different change of scenery mm -hmm. but with COVID, it's next to impossible no you can't really do anything now no but the thing is I don't know if other care partners are experiencing this but it's I don't want to be away from him yep because you're very aware of how precious time is you know yeah janet tom loves you oh my goodness and i just i just want to be with him like all the time i don't care what you know what i have to do even when i'm not here you know like before when like mary said we would do those things I would call the daybreak at the lodge to check, make sure he was okay. I didn't want to be in the apartment because he wasn't here. Mm -hmm. um, I just, like, I just want to be where he is and I don't want to be away from him. And if it means, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think we all I know, need, Janet. <laughs> I just think with him. Yeah. Yeah, I need to be with him. I, I need to. I know he. You know. Yeah. And just now is when we need to be together. I think so. Even too. more so than before, and that you know, and sacrifices. Absolutely, you make a thousand sacrifices a day. Do I get upset sometimes? Yep, but then I. I just take a few deep breaths and, you know, and I'll say to the kids, I'll say, oh boy, dad'll be lucky if he gets through the next hour. And, uh, you know, and then I just look at him sitting in his chair and I think, you know what? I don't care. I don't care how many sacrifices I have to make. If the shoe is on the other foot, he wouldn't leave me. You know, I know he wouldn't, he would be glued to, and even now, Cindy, with everything he's going through, he still, you know, worries about me. And I can see I, that. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I can see that, Janet, that he really, really, really does love you. Yeah. And the kids, you know, Mary and Carolyn, they're used to you know I, I it's horrible what they're having to see and it's horrible what they're having to experience but i thank god every day for them and that's the other thing if it wasn't for them cindy mm -hmm. honest to goodness i probably would have lost it a long time ago and that but i know they're here i know i can call them at any time of the day or night and my son-in-law you know tom's fallen a few times I called on, he's here within 30, 40 seconds, picking him up off of the floor, you know, um, checking to make sure he's okay and stuff like that. If I didn't have that, I don't know, you know, and I'm, I know there's a lot of care partners out there that probably don't have that, mm -hmm. where they are, you know, totally on their own. On their own. And if it wasn't for, yeah, you know, and like, the Alzheimer's Society, they're like a godsend to us. They really are because I know at any given time I can call somebody 
and they will walk me through, you know, like whatever. They will have something to offer us. And, you know, like they're like our extended family. We they really are. Honest to goodness, you know, like they're not just employees, they're family to us now, you know, like truthfully. I would call one of them before I'd call one of the other kids other than Mary and Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> family, you know, like I got them on speed dial and that's so, yes. And Tom trusts them. That's the big thing, you know, and mm -hmm. it takes a lot for him to, you know, to like, he loves Whitney and Denise and Janice and, you know, and that like he just yeah yeah i hear about it all the time how he how much he loves them and the yeah. Virtual yeah. <laughs> he plays yeah it's it's a it's a rough it's a rough journey it mm -hmm. really is and you know what? it's um it's something that is affecting a lot of people at a much younger age yeah and i mean tom was older you know when he was diagnosed with with dementia and that but there's people that are being diagnosed right now they're in their 40s and 50s and they got a long road ahead of them mm -hmm. you know see Jen, so that's really cool that i look crazy that you brought that up because um um i can tell you right now that the youngest that i know of is in their 20s so um, the reason we do these kinds of things is to spread awareness about dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Um, not a lot of people like my age know about what this disease does to people. And a lot of people still don't know what the Alzheimer's Society does for our community and the programs and services that we offer. So I'm so, so grateful um, that you're willing to do this with me and, and be a part of our campaigns and our fundraising events because if not for you, then a lot of people would not be aware of this uh, disease at all. It's a horrible disease. It really is. It robs you of so, so much. You know, I mean, Tom and I, we always said when the kids grew up and they didn't need us anymore, we were gonna, we were gonna go to Texas. We were gonna drive to Texas. And, you know, we were gonna just, do things that we couldn't do before and that never materialized you know um yeah now we can't even this is when he needs to be with his family and when his family needs to be with him and you know believe it or not the alzheimer's society is our family and we don't know what we would do without them and if i new people i don't know a lot of rich people but if i did i would be pounding on their door breaking their door down practically and just begging them for funds you know to give you whatever it was that was needed because it's always going to be put to good use mm -hmm. always for people like tom for people like me you know and for people that don't even know what's coming yep and how they're going to be affected by it exactly it's it's crazy the number is growing um daily and 
it's very unfortunate there's no cure for this disease yet. Um, if there was, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it right now. Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's what I think we really need a lot of is research to find out, you know, especially because it's happening to so many younger people, how we can stop this. There's gotta be something, you know, that, that is out there waiting to be tapped into, you know, they just need the funds. Yep, you know? I believe that. But the programs, I don't know what we would do without the programs, you know? And I mean, we've had an opportunity to watch, you know, what goes on at some of these programs and, you know, and stuff like that. And it's, it's just amazing, you know, when you see them dancing and singing and, you know, and playing games and doing exercises oh, and, yeah. yeah. The, the first time I met you guys was at the um, the holiday party we had at daybreak. Yes, that was yes. the first time I met your family, and I am pretty sure Mary and Tom were dancing at one yes. point. So that was really <laughs> cool to see. <laughs> yep. And you know, the other thing, Cindy, is he will not just him, the other, you know, like people that are involved in the daybreak. They'll listen, you know, like to you and to Cindy and, and stuff like that. And they don't give them a hard time. Mm -hmm. Whereas like us, you know, and the kids always make a joke, mom, go get yourself some scrubs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> because if dad sees a uniform, he'll, he'll do what you want him to do because he will do like, I'll try to wake him up mm -hmm. for his Zoom classes and that dead to the world he won't listen to me he's he's comatose and that all he's got to do is hear Whitney's voice his eyes just pop open and you know <laughs> like yeah it's that's like that's amazing you no know? that's so amazing and it's not just him yeah we've watched <laughs> this with you know with the other ones and how their faces light up when they see you know like even dropping him off at the daybreak at the lodge and that Brian and and you know and that just seeing how their faces light up when Denise walks through the door Nicole walks through the door to come and get them they're dancing practically <laughs> down that ramp you know and it's a long ramp <laughs> you know yeah. and you make such a difference you know and when I can get in the car and Mary and I drive away and know that that's what I just left I know it's going to be a good day Mm -hmm. and you know yeah so Janet what would you okay so I'm gonna ask you um what advice would you give to um a new care partner any advice you would give to them oh any advice I would give to a new care partner well I would tell them to it's gonna get rough it's gonna you know they're definitely not alone. Um, there's a whole bunch of us out there that are going through exactly what they are going through. And don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, 
if you don't have the kind of help that I've got with my two daughters and my son-in-law, pick the phone up, call the Alzheimer's Society, you know, they will be there for you. And if they can't answer the question, they will definitely find somebody that can, and they will hook you up with whatever you need. I swear, I think honestly, if I was to call you up and say, Cindy, I've got to get away, I could see you dropping everything you're doing, getting in your car, coming and picking me up and taking me for a ride. That's, you know, that's what the Alzheimer's Society is all about. But for a new care partner, don't go it alone. Don't mm -hmm. think you have to go it alone. There's people there for you. Wow. You know, I yeah, would always drop everything and come pick you up and we can go for a ride and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> always, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings me back to our last question um and it's the name of our podcast is better together from your perspective what does that mean to you knowing that i'm not in this alone definitely not alone if i was in this alone i probably would have given up a long time ago you know um it's nice to know that i like that better together Mm -hmm. you know, because it's, it screams, you're not alone. You know, we're here for you. We're better together. We'll make it better. We will help you we'll to make, make it, it better. better. And together we'll make it. Yeah. You know, the caregiver and the person that they're taking care of and that, because at the end of the day, this is your top priority right here this yes it is yep and that believe it or not as a caregiver makes me feel a hundred percent better knowing how much you guys are gonna you know go out of your way to look after him mm -hmm. tom you are so loved you know that yep we all love you <laughs> I can't wait to see you again, Tom. That means you're leaving now. Nope, I'm not. We're, we're, we'll be here for a couple more minutes, but I'm going to come see you later, okay? That's okay. Anytime. You look, you look so handsome. <laughs> well, that's the only way I can attract anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your, your sense of humor is still there tom i yeah. love it he's never lost his sense of humor not ever Can't yep. <laughs> i guess that's how you make it with three uh with seven kids right yes absolutely mm. sense of like humor. it's hard on the kids the ones that don't see their dad every single day mm -hmm. you know they'll call and how's dad doing i'm just you know wanting to check on dad but when they do come for a hallway visit they usually leave with their tail between their legs mm -hmm. and tears in their eyes because they don't see the gradual part of it yeah, you know, like what Mary and Carolyn are seeing, they're seeing the gradual part and they're seeing it happen more and more, you know, like we're kind of taking turns now, Carolyn and I sleeping, you know, because 
I know now if I don't get enough sleep, I can call Carolyn after maybe the second night of not having any sleep um, and she'll come and stay with him mm -hmm. so that I can go to sleep and then she'll sleep the next day, you know, for a few hours. Yeah. And that's so. Yeah, and in order for you to, you know, take care of Tom the way that you would like, you need to take care of yourself first. And I think you, yes. you mentioned that before to me. Yeah, it's very, very important. Do I always take my own advice? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't. There, she said no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just like even like the other night I went and slept up in Carolyn and Dawn's apartment. Mm. And that and Carolyn just stayed right down here, you know, like um, wide awake and stuff like that. But I was still, you know, like worried sick about him. Is he looking for me? Is he, you know, like wondering what happened to me? Is he imagining all kinds of things and that? But then I was able to drift off to sleep knowing, you know what, Janet, he's fine. Yeah. You know, like Carolyn's going to take good care of him. Mary's going to take good care of him. Mm -hmm. and that you know so that I can take good care of me yes please yeah. please take care of yourself Janet yes yeah yeah thank you so much for doing this podcast with me honestly I am I feel so grateful so that people can hear your story and how it has been for your caregiver journey um, throughout all of this um, I want to finish this podcast off with five questions these questions are all random and if you could answer with either one sentence or one word it's just for the audience to get um, um, a better understanding of who Janet Menard is are you ready can Mary answer him if oh, I can't God. real fast <laughs> You don't have to answer. You don't have to answer fast. They're just um, random questions. Oh, okay. okay. Well, the question number one: If you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with that extra time? If I didn't have to sleep, I would spend it with him. Perfect. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? The Holy Eucharist. Ooh. I thought you were going to say crab dinner. <laughs> What did you say, craft dinner, Mary? Craft dinner. I seriously <laughs> thought craft dinner. <laughs> what would your perfect Sunday look like? Getting up, going to mass, the nine o'clock mass like we used to, and then going for breakfast with the kids after. What do you usually order for breakfast when you go out? Bacon, eggs, home fries with onions, mm. toast, <laughs> coffee, orange juice, all the really bad stuff for you. That all sounds good to me. <laughs> Where's your favorite breakfast spot in Windsor? Toast on Ooh, Erie Street. Yes, I love yes. toast. The iced coffee is amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh -huh. the, the staff are gorgeous yes yes and you know they're so friendly and accommodating and yeah yeah that would be i can't wait till we can go inside and dine in again that would be yes. awesome yes so, what could you give a 40 minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation um raising seven kids Yes. Good. <laughs> and our last question, what's the best piece of advice someone has ever given you? Um, to grow old together, no matter what it takes. 
Yeah, that was told to us by Tom's sister a long time ago. Um, she's gone now, but that's what she told us to grow old together, no matter what it takes. And how many years did you say you've been married to Tom now? Or you guys been married? It was 59 years on May the 5th. Woo, it just and, passed. Yeah, and we're already looking forward to our 60th. I already got the party in motion. Yay. So hopefully all <laughs> yeah, of this we're gonna, COVID stuff can yeah. be done with and we can, well, well, you guys can party for your 60th wedding. And if it yet. is, it's going to be up. The theme is going to be like from the 50s and 60s with the poodle skirts and the, yes. uh, the pedal pushers and the penny loafers and the slick back greased up hair and you know yes you did real yeah. cream you carried it in your pocket <laughs> <laughs> you still carry it though. i can't and, wait to see that yeah so mm -hmm. you know for them to pull this off on next may the 5th they've got to start now to work towards it because they got to come up with these poodle skirts and they got to come up with the black and white um you know yeah shoot. i was gonna say amazon is, is oh no have them by saturday yeah. <laughs> amazon has that, everything oh yeah yes. we are so looking forward to that aren't we yep yep Yay. music from the 50s and 60s just blaring wherever they decide to do this mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, you know so yeah it'll be like going back in time now that's going to be awesome to see and i hope you guys get a videographer so it can be captured oh, yeah oh, yeah yeah for sure i want to see i that. just need this to cooperate a little bit <laughs> look at him <laughs> if he just cooperates we can make this happen we've made so many other things happen you know so yeah <laughs> he can he can definitely do this yes i i think so too i know so tom so yeah. in a year on may 5th i'm i'm gonna hope to see your um you guys celebrating your 60th wedding anniversary tom you know what cindy you're invited i'll get my yeah. skirt and outfit ready so tom i better see you dance then are you gonna do a little dance Oh, you better get there early. Oh, oh, I will, and I'll be there all night. <laughs> <laughs> my people won't listen. Oh. Well, make sure you have your dancing shoes on then, okay? Okay. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> thank you yeah. so much, Janet, for doing this with me today. Honestly, um, I can't say thank you enough. You've done so much for us already here at the Alzheimer's Society. You're a saint. Yeah. You and Tom together. I love you guys both. Yeah. I hope you find find a cure. Yes, we have to. We have to, Tom. So, listeners, my action to all of you, how can you help? Educate yourself and encourage others to do the same. Refer your circle of friends and family to your to our services here at the Alzheimer's Society. Support our events and fundraising campaigns. Become a dementia-friendly community and let's keep talking about dementia. Listen to new episodes on the last Friday of every month. So this episode will be posted on our YouTube channel at the end of this month. So you guys will be able to watch it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, help for today, hope for tomorrow, and remember, we are better together. Thank you so much, mm -hmm. Janet and Tom and Mary. You are so awesome.